Welcome to Real You, Real Money, the podcast that will inspire you to love all of who you are and love making big money all at the same time. I'm Ray Dodd, your host and resident money coach, and week in, week out, I'm here to remind you that your feelings and experiences of money have nothing to do with who you are and everything to do with who you've been told you have to be. This podcast is all about powerful conversations that will support you in building a business that reflects who you actually are. This is not a one-size-fits-all style podcast. This is a podcast that celebrates the individual you are and more than that, believes your uniqueness is the key to you making the sort of money you truly want to. Thank you for being here. Let's do this thing. Welcome. So nice to have you here. If you're new to the podcast, welcome to the podcast. I'm excited to talk about today's subject. I've been holding off. I'm what I tend to do with these podcasts, by the way, is like I have an idea and I'm like an enthusiastic like retriever, Labrador, where I'll be like, oh, I'm gonna I'll share it straight away. And with this one, I've kind of held off a bit because I really wanted to give it time to write it out properly and really make sure that I was doing the topic justice. So yeah it feels really good to be sitting down to share it with you all before I get there I spent Friday with a glorious group of humans with the real you real money and the current real you real money group in London we had a day of coaching and eating and all sorts of things like I often tell the story of one of the first coaching programs I ever did we had a day away and the host didn't really put much emphasis on food which you know it's fine it isn't the way I would do it. So we only got a packet of biscuits and I was absolutely like, oh my God, is this all we get? So on my retreats, on my day retreats, and if I ever do an in-person, like fuller retreat, you get good food. Um, and my husband cooked for us, which was amazing. And we ordered in donuts and we drank loads of tea and we laughed so much. And also we talked about things and had sort of really just conversations that you know when you feel free to have the conversation and also what comes out of it is just a furthering of who you are and how you want to show up in your business in your money making but also like in your life as yourself there was a lot of that it was gorgeous 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 so I just want to share that with you all because it was a really wonderful thing from my perspective as well I hadn't done it since before the pandemic so it'd been three years so I kind of spent the day just going oh this is how I do it oh yeah I can do this so today 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 I wanted to talk about the shift that I've witnessed online one of the joys I think it's a joy I was like is it a joy it is a joy of doing this stuff for a long time now is that I've watched things come and go. So like one of the really nice things is when there's a new trend, I don't really get caught up in that now because I've seen them come and go. So I can spot when it's like, oh, this is the big thing. This is happening. Like, And sometimes from genuinely interested, brilliant, but I don't get swept up in them just because I'm seeing them everywhere. Chat GPT springs to mind. Although I think it's great for things you can use it for. And I am in no way worried about it going forward in the coaching business. And maybe... No, I don't want to do it. If you want to know why, send me a DM. I do not want to do any kind of podcast on it. If you've seen that everywhere too, just ignore it. You're fine, unless it's useful, in which case use it to the extent it's useful for you. 
So one of the things I noticed is I you see these trends, you th- see things change. And I think the biggest shift I've observed in my whole, like the six, seven years I've been doing this happened, started to happen and has continued to kind of unfurl over the last pretty much two years. And I wonder if you felt it too. So if we go back to, and I would say early 2021, there were mutterings, there were WhatsApp notes happening between my what I how I like to turn my colleagues my other other coaches other service providers people that I talk to about this sort of stuff where we were like huh certain things aren't landing in the same way right now are you noticing a change are you noticing a shift as I say this I want you to know that people will say frequently oh the market shifted therefore this is no longer working I do not think the shift I'm going to talk about today is not that simplistic of a shift. So you can look at the mechanics and this is people often make the mistake of just looking at the mechanics. So they might say webinars aren't working anymore. Facebook groups aren't working anymore. I'm trying to think of other examples, expensive offers, low cost offers, free stuff, lead magnets, all these different things that come into the service and coaching world. People will say, they're not working anymore. I don't think it's that simple. And actually, I can point you towards multiple six-figure, multi-six-figure, seven-figure businesses who are using each of those things and thriving on it. Now, what I do think they're doing, they're doing a number of things, but what they are increasingly being called to do is what we're going to talk about on today's episode. So we were whispering, we were talking, just being like, What's going on here? There's been a shift. I talked about it in the results episode of the podcast, which I think was last week's episode, a little bit of my experience around some of that, about what that meant in terms of my sales. But my sales definitely went down because I actually think I did, in retrospect, looking back on it, I did the opposite of what was needed in that moment. The pandemic had shifted everybody online. That's old news. We all know that happened. Suddenly your nan knew what Zoom was and when before it was like a you know, just something that coaches. We I used to struggle when people say what like was signing up for courses. I'd have to be like, oh, Zoom is this because they wouldn't know what it was. Now everybody knows what Zoom is. We all spent so much time online and that created a magnifying glass. It created a real moment, almost like the perfect storm. Alongside that, things like Black Lives Matter uprising happened in the wake of George Floyd's death. And that brought light to issues many of us again had been discussing behind closed doors now as I say this I remember in whatsapp messages saying to people I don't mean this is a flex in any way but I had done anti-racism work before that situation I know not everyone had for some people it was new information but I had done that like I was aware of a lot of this stuff before what happened in, I think it was June of 2020. That's just facts. It's not me showing off. However, what I hadn't done, and I talked about it to a point, but I don't think I'd been as bold as I would be now about it. It reminded me of the Me Too movement when suddenly there was this kind of realization that what we had accepted as okay like so if you're in I don't know if this would ring true but certainly for the millennials and and older who are listening to this and maybe it's an I'm a I'm a just on the brink of a millennial so maybe it's for older millennials I don't know 
But if you went to a club in the early 2000s and someone touched your bum or more, you would bat them away. You'd be like, no, fuck off. But there was no sense that it could go any further than that. It was almost a sense of the tax you paid for walking on the earth with a certain body. Like it just didn't occur to me that some of the things that I encountered and experienced and some of them much more, not that you want to say what's worse and what's better, but, you know, more traumatic than that ex- that example, you know, it didn't occur to us to speak up on it. You wouldn't go to anyone and say that unless someone was doing it absolutely relentlessly. It wouldn't really like crop up. It wouldn't crop up to label it, to name it for what it was and what it is. And there was a similar sense after June of 2020, across the board with my friends, by the way, like differently presenting friends, all sorts of intersections, where we were like, huh, why have we not said more? Why have we not said more here? Because we were already talking in those WhatsApp groups just saying like we really wanted the coaching industry to change we really wanted it to look a different way we really wanted it to and the service-based industry be more inclusive equitable fair just all of those things and that situation in that that month of that that very specific year further created the space to have those conversations it was no longer doable to have those conversations behind closed doors. It was no longer okay compromising who we were giving our money to or anything like that, even more so. I don't want to make out like that wasn't something a lot of people were thinking about. They were, but there was just an expanding of it. And Lucy Sheridan said something years ago when I heard her speak about the internet being in its adolescence, like being in its teen years. And I think like it's it was it's awkward and gawky. We don't really know what we're doing with this thing, you know, just like teenagers can be with their bodies or with their social skills or all of that stuff. We don't really know what we're doing with it in that moment because so much of it is so new. And the pandemic felt like a very uncomfortable growth spurt. It left us clumsy and unaware of ourselves. We have this phrase in our family where we always say, like, because my kids will go through, and my kids are tiny, me and my husband are small people. There aren't many growth spurts in this family. But when there are, we will say, oh, you're in the wars. Like, you've had a grow. And, and kids start to bang into things more. And they start to not really, because they're not used to that new body that has literally grown overnight. When I got back from London, with two nights in London for the for the day with everybody, with the real you, real money people, and I got back and Gus, my youngest, had grown. Like, I was like, oh my goodness, you look bigger, you've changed. And that was what happened during the pandemic. And as we came out of it into 2021, we had a growth spurt and it was growth that we needed. That growth looks like more discernment from from buyers. And this is what I'm saying. These are the sorts of things that were being spoken about privately before, like wanting people to not just go along with the frenzied hype that that led many people to buy previously. And the ways that that happened, that people got to that point was not comfortable. Some people were very burnt. We can never be 100% sure of any investment in something like coaching because so much of it is down to chemistry and all of those things but should 
the co- coaches on the other end be delivering what they promised? Absolutely. Absolutely. And so we were in this situation of really starting to learn some hard lessons about what it looked like to run these sorts of businesses online. And I do want to say that 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 hype that can happen, or I'm going to say more like the energy that can come with someone's launch when it's really, when, you know, when their content's hitting and it feels like they're really speaking to you and you know so-and-so signed up and you know so-and-so signed up. It depends. I personally don't like to manufacture that. And I have done that in the past where you share who's signing up and how many people and all of that stuff. And I think there are ways that that can happen naturally. Like if I'm honestly saying, look, so for example, real you, real money, there are six spaces that they are filling up. I haven't even launched the sales page yet. They're filling up. That's true. That's not me trying to create hype. That's me saying to you right now, if you're listening, if it's something you're thinking about, pop me a message because we don't want you to end up in a situation where you miss out. Like, let's have a chat. We can do that in ways where you might go, oh, that, you know, the stuff that Ray's showing up with around this launch feels amazing. I really want to be a part of it. And then there's the more manufactured hype and the more manufactured frenzy that can happen. And I think we've become more discerning of that. It's important to state, like I already have, but just to reiterate, the loads, loads of coaches and services type people have longed for the change that we're seeing right now. We've longed for people to be considerate with what they're buying, to really think about it, not just to leap in because they think that's the thing that's going to change their their world, like the, the silver bullet, essentially. And we've also longed, because this is a two-handed responsibility for coaches and service-based people to stop selling things as if they're a silver bullet. We have responsibility as consumers to know what is and isn't possible. If somebody says to you, and I did see this in the pandemic, you can earn 100k in six weeks. Now, should that person be marketing that? No. But why are we buying it? Equally. You know, it's both. It's both. Because they're not asking, how big's your audience? What, like, have you even started your business? So, you know, but there is, we need to look at where we are being preyed upon, absolutely, but also what is allowing us to be preyed upon. So we've wanted this. Many of you listening, either as a consumer of coaching or as a coach yourself, have longed for this. You've wanted it. You've you've criticized, maybe you've even gone into bitching and that's fine, me too, about this sort of stuff. I love how I made out like I barely bitch. Like I try, but, you know, I went to an all-girls school. It's hard. And yet, some of the ones who longed for this shift are also terrified of it. Because what we're seeing is, oh, things aren't selling in the same way. People aren't doing this stuff because, let's be really, really honest, we also benefited. We also benefited from people not doing necessarily their due diligence each time. And I want to be really clear. I am not somebody who, if I'm going to sign up to a coach, coaches program i'm probably listening to podcasts they've been on consuming their content and reading their sales page i might if i get a vibe but this normally means i'm not going to sign up with them i might be like has anyone worked with this person but that probably means i've got a spidey sense about something i'm not saying you have to look into every single detail of that person and make sure that you're absolutely not making a mistake but equally 
you know, think about what you do. What do you want to see from somebody? And also consider that in the pandemic, loads of people went online because they had to. And they many of them have stayed. So what was already quite a noisy space is even noisier. And so we also need to be looking at how much are we reminding people? How are we talking about why they should buy our stuff? And I'm going to talk about that more. So if we want people to make the right decisions for themselves, away from pressure and manipulation, we need to give them the stuff to hang on to. And practically, that looks like things like social proof, so like feedback and people's like stories around their experience of working with you. It also looks like consistent value. And I know sometimes people hear the word consistent and they're like, that doesn't mean every single day, day in, day out, if you can do that, great. But it more looks like the level of value you're giving. It more looks like giving them and giving them a taste of what it is to work with you. I could do a whole episode on this topic, but it also looks like actual free value, like tangible free value that gives people a taste of what it's like to be in your world. This podcast is a very good example of that. I don't really hold back from the topics I talk about, but there are many topics I choose not to talk about on the podcast as well. But free value has changed over the last three years. It's one of the biggest shifts I've seen. It used to be, what was the phrase? Never show them the how was the thing that we would say. And actually Ellie Swift, I'll ask Kay who edits the podcast to link this in the show notes. But Ellie Swift did a really good episode. So really, I don't need to do the episode on the free stuff because she said all the stuff. But she was talking on there about how it used to be. And I remember this very clearly. It was like, never show them the how. Just talk about why you would work with them. Talk about like where they're struggling, but don't give them the how. I don't think that's the case anymore. I don't. And and it was always something I found quite difficult anyway. I always leaned more into the way things have gone. So obviously I'm delighted because it's given me permission to really let myself be free with how I talk about things. But we want people to really be able to get a sense of what it's like to work with us. I would say trust has never been more important because so many people have been in situations where their trust was broken. And I would say this isn't what this episode is about, but also we have the background of recessions, of cost of living, there's all of that stuff. And so people are also really thoughtful with their money in a way that in the pandemic, when people were feeling kind of down and isolated, and also the government had given like grants or loans, there was more of a freedom with it. That doesn't mean people won't buy from you, by the way. It really doesn't. People start to be like, oh, so people aren't spending money. No, but they might not be spending. That's not the case. It's not that they're not spending money, but they might not be spending it in the same way. And it's our job especially with something like this, where it's like, actually what the people are asking for is brilliant. That doesn't always happen. What the people are wanting is more of you. They're wanting to create connect, real connection with you and be able to like feel like connect with you as a human. Underlying all of this is a shift towards doing business in what I call the real you, real money way which is the name of the podcast and of my group coaching program. Luckily, (laughs) that was actually not planned. Like, I think I kind of like, I have always done business this way and it's just really lovely. And it's always worked, by the way. I find it very hard to pretend to be someone else, hard slash impossible, which means that whenever I try and um, step out of doing things my way, I often find that my business 
tanks quickly. And I don't know if any of you have experienced that because it's just so not my natural space. Whereas I think some people can do it for a bit. It's sustaining it that they find hard. So doing business the real you real money way looks like looks like two things, two main things. It looks like how you sell and show up as actual you. We are way past growing businesses that appeal to everyone. It's never been possible to do this as a small business anyway, but we were very much handed this narrative. I talk about this in the pricing workshop, which you can buy on my website in a lot of detail, but the way in which we um, get muddled up our instinct to survive and our intuition and our instinct to survive is always going to be to gather as many people towards us as if we're hoarding stuff for winter. But that is not the way that we actually create connecting, viable, sustainable, generous money-making businesses. So you're running a small business. It's not possible to appeal to everyone, like practically. And it's not possible for bigger ones. We only have to look at what's happening in the UK particularly. So I don't know if this is happening across the world, but in the UK, department stores, which used to be like, just the staple of the high street are folding one after the other and it's interesting to me that one of the first ones that folded was Debenhams which I would say had the most mass appeal it was very generic it's rare some people love Debenhams I talk about Debenhams I give it a bit of a bad time on here a bit of a hard time but because it really did appeal to everyone in a way but in doing that it appealed to no one and the ones that are left are currently John Lewis, which I think does a better job of appealing to certain people. And then you've got like Liberty and Selfridges, which are even more specific. That is a very good example of how, even for big businesses, you're finding that, 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 that niching, and I always have always said this, your greatest niche is yourself. Doesn't mean you need to get all kind of twisted up with, oh my God, what is my exact niche? The greatest niche is yourself. But it's becoming even more clear that this is where the work is going. We live in a world utterly influenced by what's online now. Where it doesn't really matter how much time we spend on it. If you have a very niche interest, a very unique interest, you can find a Reddit thread, a TikTok community, an Instagram community, Pinterest boards, you know, whatever it is, a Facebook group where you can indulge that interest. So it means we have like really easy access to those inner, I'm going to call them inner niches so easily. And yet we still want to truly connect with people and feel seen by them and to truly see them too we are still humans who desire deeply desire connection we sniff out a lack of authenticity or that incongruence that can happen when our insides don't match our outsides and the joy of that is that when we show up as ourselves when there is clarity and genuineness Our best fit clients are magnetized. They're so easily drawn to us in that moment because they see us. They feel something beyond just our messaging or our offers. There is something else that draws them into us. And when we work with those people, 
we do our best work. We get our best feedback. We get clients who rave about us and share about our work because they truly connect with us. Will that be everyone? No. But absolutely, it will be the right people. So the number one way that the real you, making money the real you, real money way works is in our selling. And number two, it's in how we build our actual business. One of the other reasons we have become so much more discerning is many of us have invested and invested in programs that promised X, Y, Z and have not found that they panned out for us. So whether or not it was a certain method, a certain income, but we've just not, we've found, and I want to be really, really clear here. And I think I might have said this earlier in the episode, this isn't everything works and nothing works for somebody. So like I said, somebody is smashing it with Facebook groups and somebody else is smashing it not online at all. And all of those things, although I suspect they have an email list, but all of those things are working for somebody, but it's about what fits the person. And it fitting the person is not some magical, like, you know, de- something deemed from on high. Like if I take that and that and put them together, you find out like these things fit you because they fit who you are. Like the person who's working really well, like via video, for example, is someone who likes to be seen, whether or not they knew it or and they or they and they like all along or they're just discovering it and they never expected it of themselves. That's why that works for them. There's somebody who may be like, I'm talking about myself now. I like to be visible. One of the reasons is I like to do things in the moment. I don't like to do loads of prep. And I find that when I'm speaking, I like the connection it gives people. I, we know this about me. I love clothes. So there's a visual element to it. I like, you know, my headscarves and my hats and my makeup and all of that stuff. And there's that element of it gets shown in that. And that brings me joy. And I like to riff. I like to let my words do a thing that they cannot do anywhere else unless I'm speaking. And so we could say, I could say to you, well, visibility, and I do think being visibly you is very, very important, but it looks lots of different ways. But if I said video, that's the word, video is the only thing that works. Well, no, that's not true. There's loads of people building businesses without video. Absolutely. There's plenty of people that I follow that I've barely seen in action that I know are running very profitable businesses. It's about what fits us. It's about building, it's about having the courage and the support to build a business around what works for you, not about outsourcing it to somebody who tells you what will work. And this is where our conditioning comes in and that we want to avoid risk. And so for a long time, many of us have outsourced that to people who would tell us what would work and then found it didn't work. And Sometimes that's because the program's not good. And often it's because it just didn't fit us. The blueprint, five steps to success kind of online business is, of course, an an extension of our conditioning. Okay, there are only certain ways to do business. Ways which I add have often, if not exclusively, not endured any kind of robust unraveling around patriarchal, racist, problematic power dynamics either. So it's not actually been thought through. They've not been divested of all of those power dynamics, those problematic systemic power dynamics on top of the fact that they just don't fit a lot of people. They're kind of hand in hand. 
the quieter, insidious part of all that is that it means we're not trusting ourselves. It means that we are not practicing the muscle that tells us what feels right for us and what we know says that we are enough. When all the time we are doing what we are told to do, how it has to look, we are existing as if what actually exists inside us is not good enough to make us money. And keeping up with all of those shoulds, and this is the way you have to do it, and this is the new way, and the old way's gone, and blah, 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 is exhausting in itself. Because as I've said many times, it all works and none of it works. What matters is what works for you. And that's why in Real You Real Money, we will be working through, I've got this framework called Fuels for Your Business. We'll be looking at the six fuels and we'll be making a plan, revealing the ways in which you can show up as the real you in those parts of your business. And they're a very holistic, it's a very holistic framework. And let me be clear before I go, this is where this stuff is a gift. It's an absolute gift for people like you. We have been waiting for this moment. Do not let the fact that this is vulnerable to show up as ourselves. You know, sometimes I often think of this when, I, when I'm wanting a change in my life and I ask for that change to, I don't know, the universe, whatever you want to call it. I just put it out there. I want, I want things to look different. And I don't know what I'm asking. I don't know what I'm going to have to go through in order to embody the person that lives that change. I don't know how long it's going to take. I don't know the things I'm going to have to face or unravel. And I think that's happened here. We wanted it to look different. And what we didn't bank on was, all right, let's do it that way. There's risk in that because it goes against your conditioning. What we're saying is, and we're still on the early cusp of this, by the way, we are still going to be the first wave, like first-ish wave of people showing up as themselves, building businesses that honor themselves, that don't ask them to sacrifice who they are for somebody else's idea of success or money-making or anything like that. And I know it can feel destabilizing. This one was made for all of you, for all of us. You are listening to a podcast called Real You, Real Money. I know you were created for this moment and that's glorious and I'm so excited for it. And I also know you've got this because actually on the other side of this shift is a much more trusting, calm version of money making and business. If that really speaks to you, Real You, Real Money, the coaching program could absolutely be for you. All right. Thank you for listening. I'll see you soon.